eight wins in a row, eight wins in a row. And it doesn't matter that they didn't have Marcus Smart or Malcolm Brogdon or that Jason Tatum was off or that Jalen Brown was in foul trouble. None of that mattered. The Celtics still waxed the Atlanta Hawks. And I'll tell you how right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast wherever you get your podcast, however you get your podcast. It's there when you want it, when you subscribe, and even on YouTube. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I really do appreciate you making this your first listen Every day. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. The Boston Celtics coming off their eighth win in a row, a 126-101 win over the Atlanta Hawks. Segment three, flowers for Joe Mazzula. Let's give him his flowers and say, Hey, great job, buddy. Second segment, Derek white, Derek white was the best player on the floor to me. Consistent, precise, decisive, patient, all of that, everything you want the Celtics offense to be. Let's get into the beginnings of these game, th- this game and start at the top here. Marcus smart. No, uh, not playing in this one. Right ankle soreness, uh, inflammation in the right ankle. He's been dealing with that, I guess, for a while. It swelled up. Okay, so he sat out. Malcolm Brogdon, there's uh, optimism that he's going to appear in this road trip, but not in this game. He's out. Jason Tatum had his basically worst offensive scoring shooting performance in this game. 19 points, 6 of 19 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3. Okay, you can see where this is going, right? Jalen Brown, foul trouble. Only played 23 minutes. So the Celtics, they got crushed, right? Playing the Atlanta Hawks. They're in Atlanta. They struggle in Atlanta. All of those things I just told you. No Rob still. Gallinari's out for the season. Nope. Crushed him. Crushed him. 126-101. Win. I mean, I built up that suspense. You're listening to this podcast. You know by reading the title what happened. You conceivably watched the game. But still, still. The fact that all of those things were true and that the Celtics still managed to win this game, amazing. Amazing because the bench stepped up. It was Grant Williams, 18 points, 4 of 7 from 3. It was Sam Hauser, 15 points, 5 of 6 from 3. Peyton Pritchard, 14 points, 4 of 6 from 3. Luke Cornett, 15 points, 7 of 7, perfect shooting night. Everything besides the one three-pointer seemed like it was going to be a reverse dunk. Shout out to the new master of the reverse dunk, 
Used to be Ed Pinckney, if you know, you know. But Luke Cornett, 15 points, eight rebounds, an assist, four block shots. Four block shots. Side note here on Luke Cornett. This is exactly what the Celtics were thinking when they said, hey, you know what? We think he's going to do okay. He's fine in this in this role. When we said he's fine in this role, this is what we're talking about. He's fine in this role. It was these guys, plus Derek White, 16 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Again, more on Derek White in the second segment. But And Jalen Brown was good. Hey, he only played 23 minutes, but 22 points, 10 of 17 shooting. He was one of six. But look, 21 of 46, the Celtics from three. The Hawks give up a ton of threes. The Hawks were due to get burned by the three-pointer. The Hawks were due for this kind of game. They had been playing with fire all season long. Teams had just sort of, I think, by luck, not been shooting well against them. And now here come the Celtics, and the Celtics drop a 45% shooting night, almost 46% shooting night, 21 of 46. But let's do some quick math here. I'm I'm putting myself on the spot by doing quick math. 21 of 46. Let's take Jason Tatum's 3 of 10 out of there. So that's what, 18 of 36. So right there is 50%. Let's take out Jalen Brown's 1 of 6. So 18 from 36 minus 1 of 6 is 17 for 30. That's better than 50%. That Hawks team was due to get burned by the three, and they got burned by the three, and it was not by Tatum or Brown. Grant did it. Hauser did it. Pritchard did it. White did it. How do you leave Sam Hauser alone? Is the memo Has the memo not gotten to the folks at the State Farm Arena? Sam Hauser came in, and... and Seriously, I think the one shot that he missed was the most contested one. Everything else was pretty uncontested. Celtics get a great performance and clutch shots. You want to know what a clutch shot is? People who have listened to the show know where I'm going with this. I'm sure I'm going to give you, if you're a regular listener, a longtime listener, picture it in your head. Think about what I'm going to say because I'm talking about clutch shots. As I explained to the people who are new, that clutch shots don't always happen in the fourth quarter. Clutch baskets can happen earlier in the game when they stave off a run, when they hold off an opponent. Clutch shots can happen anywhere. You regular listeners, you know what I'm talking about? Let's see if we let's see if we match. End of the second quarter. Peyton Pritchard, two three-pointers. The Hawks are making their run. They've closed this thing down to six. Pritchard nails a three. Trey Young comes down, grifts a a couple of free throws. And this is a key moment to me. And maybe when you look at the totality of this game, you say, ah, they weren't hitting anything anyway. The way this whole game was flowing probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. And maybe that's true. But to me, This is the Hawks making their one run. And from what I know of basketball, from what I know from what I, all of the basketball that I've watched, the one run can be the one if it's allowed to continue. It's the one run and that's the only run 
when you stop it in its tracks. This is why it's a clutch basket. That's why Peyton Pritchard's two, two three-pointers were clutch. After Trey hits the two free throws, he griffs those two free throws, and it very easily could have been inbounded, chuck a three-quarter court shot, they miss. The Hawks go into the, the, the half with some momentum. Trey's feeling good. Come out in the third quarter and start building on that. No. Trey hits his two, three, two free throws. Pritchard gets the inbound pass. Boom, boom, two dribbles, fast PP, over half court. Gets his feet set, stops on a dime, drills the three-pointer. Now it's the Celtics that are going into the half, into the locker room with momentum. That's clutch basketball. That's a clutch shot to me. That stops the Hawks in their tracks. And then in the third quarter, the Celtics are able to pull away. And, and funny enough, it's when Jalen Brown picks up his fourth foul that the Celtics are able to go on their big monster run. Because after that, it's like a 20-7 to seven run, I think it is, that the Celtics were able to open up a 20-point lead. And after that, forget it. It's over. It's done. It's, it's that Pritchard. Those, those two Pritchard three-pointers were huge. I think those were huge buckets. I hope you got that. Let me know in the comments of the YouTube page. I'm curious to see how many people who are regular listeners, if you're watching on YouTube, or just come on over just to leave the comment. Let me know if that's that's where you what you were thinking. So Celtics come in to Atlanta. They, they don't play well in Atlanta. Their two stars have varying degrees of not playing up to their full like potential via bad shooting or foul trouble. But Derek White in the bench step up. Hawks couldn't hit a damn thing. Very easy to dismiss this. This is hard to do. I'll, I'll wrap this segment up by saying this. Hard to do. The, the Hawks had 101 field goal attempts. The Celtics had 88. And the Hawks still lost by 25. When you have 101 field goal attempts to the other team's 80-something, this should be a closer game. Even if you're not shooting well. They they, they just they couldn't hit anything. The Celtics did turn the ball over 14, 14 times, but this is an, another incredible stat. Nine points off those turnovers. Half the Celtics turnovers were like offensive fouls and that other stuff. Dead ball turnovers. The Hawks, nine turnovers. 18 points off those turnovers. 18. That's live ball turnovers. Derek White was the best player on the floor. I'll talk about Derek White being the best player on the floor after I talk to you about BetterHelp. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And if you know me at all, you know I'm a big proponent of therapy. Talking through some things. Life doesn't come with a user's manual. Life doesn't tell you how things are supposed to go. In fact, so many of our plans, one of my favorite sayings is life doesn't care what your plans are. And when that happens, you need somebody to talk to. And I know how hard it is because I've dealt with that myself. I'm a big proponent of therapy because I go to therapy. And BetterHelp has therapists that are trained to help you figure out the cause of these challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. That's what makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine that is called you. 
As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, and it is affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, match with the therapist, and this is super important. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It could not be simpler. You're not limited to the people who are in your area. You're not limited to anybody who's within driving distance. You have a lot more at your disposal. And if you need to change, you can change. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. So super important. And you can learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash lockdown NBA. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash lockdown NBA. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day when you're done, when the show is over, when I say goodbye, you want to get to your next podcast, make that Lockdown Sports today. The games that matter, the biggest stories in sports, everything in the sports world, beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes, the local experts like you're never going to find anywhere else. Check out Lockdown Sports today, available right here where you got this podcast or on YouTube. Derek White was the best player on the floor. A year ago, Derek White and DeJounte Murray were playing for the Spurs exactly a year ago, 11-16. They lost to to the LA Clippers. And a couple months later, Derek White's on the Celtics. And then a few months after that, DeJounte Murray's on the Hawks. And they played each other for the first time. And I think, look, I called DeJounte Murray DeJounte DeRozan because he was just killing from the mid-range. That dude's a good basketball player. But was, I think, Derek White's ability to play in control and do a lot of different things for the Celtics. I shared on on Boston Sports Journal, because I made this my column as well, a quintessential play for Derek White. The, The play starts with him setting a pick, so he's a pick setter. And then he gets the pass at the top of the key and up fakes and, and gets a reaction, gets, the, gets him to bite. So he's a shooting threat. And then he gets into the middle of the paint and collapses the defense and draws somebody in. So he's a paint threat. And then he shoots it over to Grant Williams in the left corner for three. So he's a distributor. By the way, Grant Williams in that corner, that, that corner was the... Uh, the the corner, the most corner three that you can get. That corner was he was he had one foot just on the baseline, like just inside, and the other foot was just inside the top. He he couldn't have been more in the corner if he tried. You've actually seen him kind of practice that shot, and when he and Jason Tatum are messing around, you, you know, NBC Sports Boston tweeted that out. When they're messing around there in the corner, you can see they're kind of messing around with that same shot. Grant, and by the way, Grant, I know this is the Derek White segment, but can I just say Grant has been amazing? And the footwork, the footwork, what are you doing? Did he take salsa lessons in the in, in the offseason? Did he did he get some sort of like uh free lessons at like an Arthur Murray dance studio? Like he had a play where he got the ball up fake, stepped in, stepped back, sidestep. It looked like he was doing a dance. 
Since when can Grant Williams dance? Actually, to be honest with you, I've seen some videos of him kind of messing around. I think he can dance a little bit. But the footwork has been immaculate for him. But Derek White has been amazing. He was amazing in this game. All along, in, in the course of this 12-3 and three start, the, the talk has been about his shooting, which has been great. But without Brogdon, without Smart, and we wondered, how are the Celtics going to deal with this? Are they just going to put the ball into Jason Tatum's hands? Are they going to put the ball into Jalen Brown's hands? No, they just said, Derek White, go do it. And they ran their regular offense. They ran their movement. They ran their screening, screening with the guards. They ran their, their Spain pick and rolls. They ran a bunch of different things, and, and it worked. They generated good looks. They generated good shots. And Derek White, I think, exemplified what the Celtics offense, a good Celtics offense is supposed to be. And that's decisive, that's precise, and that's patient. I think those three words really define a Celtics offense this season. Decisive is catch the ball and do something. And I think Jason Tatum... Part of why he was 6 of 19 was he caught the ball and didn't do anything with it for multiple possessions. Catch the ball and do something. The defense is giving you something. Catch it, pass. Catch it, dribble. Catch it, shoot. Point three basketball. That's the goal. That's Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs. That's where Derek White came from. So Derek White gets the ball, boom, he's dribbling. Or he's passing. Decisiveness. He looks at it, he processes it, boom, gone. Next step. Precision. Defense shows you something. All right, I'm going to drive. I'm driving straight down this, down this path, boom. Right at the rim. Pass right into somebody's shooting pocket. Shoot. Get yourself that open look. Precise. That's what the Celtics have been. When their offense is humming, that's what they do. Decisive. Precise. Patient. Patience is, don't worry about the shot clock, baby. You got 24 seconds. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Move the ball. Drive it. Oh, they collapse? You got Clint Capella in front of you? Kick it back out. Next guy attacks. No problem. Capella slid over. Kick it back out. Oh, you've got eight seconds left? Plenty of time. You got a couple more passes to go. Defense is watching that shot clock too. Defense is looking at that shot clock down at that other end. They see the clock. Catch the ball with three seconds. No problem. They think you're going to shoot. One more pass. Patience. If that's not the shot, you still have another option. That is what Derek White did in this game. Decisive. Precise. Patient. All of those things add up to the best offense in the league. And it didn't matter that Smart was out. It didn't matter that Brogdon was out. 
they applied those principles and they got good shots and they got the win and they got an easy win. What does that mean? It means Joe Mazzula is really, really good at his job. It means Joe Mazzula deserves some flowers. Let's give Joe Mazzula those flowers. Can we do that next? We're going to do that next. First, today's show is brought to you as well by Sweatblock. I know it's tough to talk about something as embarrassing as a problem with sweat, but I'll admit it. Sometimes I sweat. Sometimes I sweat too much. And my problem is I don't know when it's going to happen. It doesn't happen every time. I'm totally comfortable in social situations. I'm totally comfortable in public speaking situations, but you never know when it's going to happen. Sometimes my body just goes, hey, you know what? We're sweating right now. It just doesn't stop. So that's why I use sweat block. You get a sweat block wipe. Very simple. Take a shower. I use sweat block. And then these sweat block wipes work for up to seven days. So I know if I'm going, if I've got to talk to, if I have a meeting that I have to go to, if I have to talk to a team executive, if I have to talk to any particular group, I can use sweat block. It's got my little, it's my little secret to some confidence because I'm not worried about, uh, is this person looking at my shirt? Is this person looking at my sweat stain? No. Do I have to wear five layers so my first three layers can soak up the sweat and I'm uncomfortable? No. I just use sweat block. You don't have to believe me. You can go to Amazon and search for sweat block and see all the reviews. They that That tells you everything you need to know. They want you to read the reviews. Or you can go to sweatblock.com. If you don't want to buy it off of Amazon, you can. You can go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, or, or odor, <laughs> my Rhode Island accent kicked in there, try sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Head on over to the Lockdown NBA feed. Two great shows on the Lockdown NBA feed. Game to Game, which is every Lockdown host. I did it after this game. You record about a minute telling telling you about what happened in the game. You get the Hawks side. You get the, the Celtics side. And you have that for every game. So get caught up on the night in the NBA. Super quick, super efficient. Both sides of the story, game to game, and then listen to Lockdown NBA. It gives you the nuance, the added perspective. It's all on the Lockdown NBA feed. Get it where you got this podcast. You can also watch them on YouTube. All right, Joe Mazzula, he he hasn't gotten enough credit. He hasn't gotten his flowers, and we're giving to him right now. Because when the Celtics are missing this many guys, when, when things aren't going this well, I think... Look at the last two games. I think if you look at the OKC game, if you look at this game against Atlanta, either game, if you if they lost them, you'd say, you know what? I get it. Celtics let down, let down game against OKC through three quarters. It wasn't there. You can say, hey, you know what? Pack it in. You just you just take the tough loss. It's it's it was a bad loss. You just suck it up. People will forget about it. You move on. You're still one of the best teams in the NBA. You move on. Okay, they won that game. So they go to Atlanta. They're 11-3 going into Atlanta. No Brogdon, no Smart. 
Tatum's off. Jalen's in foul trouble. Say, okay, congratulations, Atlanta. Just too much. It's too much to overcome. Too much. But no. Celtics go out. They put up a big first quarter. Take a big lead. Second quarter, Atlanta makes their run. Celtics answer. Third quarter, Jalen Brown sits down. No problem. Just whip off a 20-7 to run. When one of your best players, your all-NBA guy, sits down, sure, no problem. Just whip off a 27 run, put the game away, you're up 20, and just coast from there. That's Joe Missoula. Joe Missoula, his offense has been spectacular. We've talked about it on this podcast. They're creative. They use shooters as screeners. They make Defenses make decisions. They make defenses say, oh, wait, 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 wait. You're screening for Tatum. You're dangerous, but Tatum is dangerous. Uh, What do we do here? That's the pressure that they put on a defense. Missoula is very, very good at putting that pressure on a defense. Does the Celtics defense need to get better? Yeah, sure. Of course it does. Do they need to figure out how to shore up some of their deficiencies uh, with the offensive rebounding allowed? Uh, yeah, sure. Of course they do. This is still a work in progress, but it's a 12 and 3 work in progress. They've won 80% of their games. They are the best team in the NBA. They've lost only three games and they have one bad loss. They're 15 games into this season and they have one bad loss. They, pl- they took the Cavaliers. Uh, into overtime overtime twice. So they only have one loss in regulation. And now they've won eight straight games. They're beating the crap out of the teams they're supposed to beat. And they're winning these tough games. The Celtics have the best point differential in the league. They have the best offense in the league. They have the best fourth quarter defense in the league. And by virtue of giving up 101 points to the Hawks, their defensive rating is going to drop. In fact, I am going to go look here real quick because I think by this time, by the time I actually am recording this, the Celtics uh, off- defensive rating should be updated. So let's just give this a quick look, shall we? The Celtics uh, have the best offense in the league by a mile. Their offensive rating is 119.2. That's uh, three, almost three points better than the Sacramento Kings. Huh, how about that? Uh, And then their defensive rating is 111.5. They're now up to 16. They came into this game in 21st. So their bottom third defense is now a middle-of-the-pack defense. Eventually... Games like this help even out what the ratings are going to be. Big, big, wild swings. But Joe Mazzulla is an amazing offensive coach. I can tell you, he's got the support of everybody in that franchise from top to bottom. Front office loves him. Players love him. He has everybody's support. If it wasn't for the Ime Udoka situation, which 
that's what put him in there. But if it wasn't for that situation, he'd be the head coach. He wouldn't have the interim tag. The interim tag is just like a legal kind of thing that is necessary as they deal with Ime to work out the legalities of that. Ime Udoka is still technically the head coach of the Boston Celtics. It's just that he's suspended and, and, and Joe is the interim head coach. Once the Ime stuff is sorted, Joe Missoula is the head coach. We all know that. They're not searching for anybody else. This is the guy. This is the guy. It works. It's working. So let's just give him his due. He doesn't want his due, but we're giving him his due because he's been a great coach. He's connected with the guys. He has gotten them to play hard. He has gotten them to play selfless basketball. They're playing for each other. They trust one another. They are all locked in. They believe in one another. They believe in him. Joe Missoula is a really, really good head coach. He might get coach of the year. If the Celtics keep playing like this, and if they're one of the top two or three teams in the NBA at the end, he'll get coach of the year. Celtics could have Jason Tatum as MVP, Missoula as coach of the year. You get Rob back, who knows how that, how that fixes the defense overall. This is a championship-level team. They have an MVP-level player. They have an all-NBA-level player in, in Jalen Brown. And they have a potential coach in the year, coach of the year in Joe Missoula. Let's just say, let's just say it now. He is a potential coach of the year. He has that ability. He's connected with these guys. He is that good. He's that good. I think if this offense continues to hum like it is, he'll be regarded as one of the best offensive minds in the NBA. Then you add the defense. If you add Rob, then that catches up. I like where it's going. Joe Missoula deserves his credit. We're starting to give him his credit now. He probably hates this, but doesn't matter. We're still giving him his flowers. So get a vase. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I appreciate that. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you uh, have and you haven't subscribed to this point, subscribe. That means this show gets dropped right to your device whenever I drop a show. It's Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcasts on the weekend. I'm going to New Orleans. I'll be doing a crossover show with Jake Madison. I'll be hanging out in person with Jake Madison for the crossover show. Then I'll be at the Smoothie King Center for a post-game show. Maybe after the Celtics' ninth straight win, which would be amazing. So subscribe wherever you subscribe. Share the podcast if you are subscribed. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Scream it from the rooftops. They should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>